check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the C4 FAP links you could ever need all in one place. You can provide feedback, listen, support, share, enjoy these. We have our Patreon there. You can buy us a beer or a coffee. You can check out our Instagrams, our Twitters, our Facebooks. Check out our YouTube page. You can email us. You can listen to our podcasts on Patreon, if you're a subscriber, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, on Podbean. We have Google Podcasts on there. We have an Amazon wish list. You want to buy Kyle and I something? Fine. You can do that here. We appreciate it. We have Kyle's RPG podcast listed on there, so you can check out his Dork Day Afternoon offerings. We have Cowabunga links, so you can check out the Cowabunga Deep Discount FOC and Pre-Order list. Get on that. That's RLCS, so you can check that out as well. And we want to just give you opportunities to say hi, to check out what we're doing, support us if you would like, or just listen. Check out beacons.ai slash comics fun profit for all the c4 fap links you could ever need thanks back to the show it's time once again for our winter giveaway this giveaway is very simple to enter um be a patron so the easiest way to enter is go to patreon.com slash comics fun profit become a patron at any level at our patreon um, site and you can do it that way you can also enter by going to Threadless and buying some merch and tagging us in a photo of you in said merch. So if you like one of our T-shirts or hats or whatever, and you go to th- you go to comicsfunprofit.threadless.com and find uh, all our merch and like some of it, buy it, wear it. You can either tag us in social. Uh, with you wearing it or send us a photo of you wearing it and you're entered. So those are the two ways. Be a patron and buy merch. Um, and then you get entered in our, in our winter giveaway, which is fun swag giveaways of, um, photos and stickers and signed comics. Um, just like our fall giveaway was. And we had five lucky winners win stuff in our fall, fall giveaway. So we're hoping to um, have as many entrants this time that we can give away that many again. So be a patron, buy merch, enter the winter giveaway. Aloha, it's Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to a special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing comic book writer Ed Brisson. He is here to promote his five-part story, The Displaced from Boom Studios. The first issue comes out on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Issue two comes out on March 20th. I'm and Ed, welcome to the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing okay. It's uh pretty snowy out where I am right now, which I'm sure it's not where you are, but uh, yeah, I'm just uh at the computer, just taking a little break from writing, so doing well. But yes, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to quickly go over some of Ed's past and current works. Ed has a tremendous amount of um, work that he's done. I'm going to start off with, and Ed, please feel free to jump in if you want to add anything or if you want to talk a little bit about it. So, yeah. So, will do. Murder Book, this was his first self-published crime series. For Image, he's written a number of books, but I'm just going to point out a couple. One was called The Comeback. And then another book that he did was called The Violent, a four-part series called The Violent with um, artist Adam Gora. Now, Ed, you've seen my notes. I love this story. The opening page of this story is perfect. Adam drew it perfectly, and it's perfect because, you know, it's a full page. You, we see it's like it shows it's in the middle of the night at a park, and I, if I, hopefully I got the main character's name correct. Um, all we see is Mason. He's sitting on um, a picnic bench. He's sitting on top of the table. You see his full back. You see everything. You know, you just see his back. He's he's just smoking a cigarette. And in the background, you see like there's like two or three houses in the like he's in a neighborhood. Like it's a neighborhood park. I just love it because we don't know what Mason is thinking. 
Is he, you know, we don't know if he's just there to clear his head to get out of the house or is he or is he trying to plan a burglary in that neighborhood? That That's the thing I love. Um, it's a very good character driven story where and to me, it's a very character driven story where the ex-con is trying to change his life. But one thing leads to another and just it just causes a spiral down on it. And it, it, it it's just great. Yeah. Um, do you want to comment on anything on that? Yeah, or? no, thanks a lot. That one was uh, that one was a, a book that was pretty special to to me when I was writing it because uh, it it was about a lot of what was going on in Vancouver at the time, and Vancouver's changed a little bit since, but there's still a lot of these issues are still present there. But yeah, that opening page we really wanted to bring the reader into that moment of Mason just sitting there and contemplating. Yes. And and you don't know, like you said, it, it's not clear what he's contemplating, but you know he's he's just kind of lost of thought and he's 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 going through some sort of inner to- turmoil at the moment. But uh, yeah, that book for me, you know, I used to live in Vancouver um, mm-hmm. at the time that I was writing that. I was I lived there for almost twenty years. <clears throat> and Vancouver right now, everywhere is kind of going through it now, but Vancouver was like. Uh, I guess on the vanguard of of sort of housing unaffordability mm-hmm. and yes. and having a housing crisis, which you know had this uh, monumental pr- downward pressure. So you know the further you were down social uh, mm-hmm. on the social economic ladder, mm-hmm. the more difficult it was for you to survive, mm-hmm. uh, more so than than normal. And uh, Vancouver has a really bad uh, problem with drug addiction as well, which was something we really wanted to uh, touch on. Uh huh. Within the book, right now the problems are largely with fentanyl. But back when we were writing the book at that time, it was largely a heroin-based issue. Yes. Um. So these are like subjects that we wanted to talk about. We wanted mm-hmm. to do a crime book that was set in Canada, which is not something you normally see. I think uh you know Americans or or people outside of Canada yes tend to see us as this very like polite society, very yes uh like almost like we don't have crime. Yeah. And, and definitely we do. And uh, so this is a book that, you know, we wanted to address like the housing crisis and show how the housing crisis yes. affected the drug crisis and how it affected crime, et cetera. Uh, largely, this book was a bit of my breakup letter uh, uh-huh. with the city. I finished writing that book and then I got out of there. I moved uh-huh. um, moved away. And uh, yeah, but it's still a book that uh, I'm intensely proud of to this day. Okay. Oh, well, thank you for thank you. Just thank you for for letting me just tell you how much I love the book and thank you for explaining it a little bit more in detail, like, you know, where, you know, where your thoughts were on writing the book and so forth, but it's just, thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right. I'm going to continue on. And Ed, again, please feel free to stop me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, You've written um a series for our, uh, for AWA sins of the salt and sea. Now, if I remember correctly, I think that, that, just recently came out and is now in trade if i remember yes the the trade paperback is available on comic shops right now Uh um i think it came out january 30th uh and then it will be available in bookstores if you don't have access to a comic shop uh sometime later in february i think around uh the 21st or the 20th I, i can't recall the exact date okay and then also for DC, you know, um, you have written the 2022 Batman Incorporated series. You are current, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're currently working, writing, is it, is, is Stormwatch one of your series? Oh, that's wrapped. So okay, I wrapped, I was writing uh, Stormwatch in Batman Brave and the Bold, but I think we wrapped that about four or five months ago. Okay. All right. So currently I don't have anything ongoing at DC. Okay. Now at Marvel, I know I'm not going to go over, you have an extensive work at Marvel. Um, I'm just going to point out a couple and you can point out the other ones like i know you wrote avengers of the wasteland i read the first couple issues those are great i read it i weird story sorry i think the first two or three issues were available this is like right before the pandemic and when the pandemic shut down my comic shop was like having a huge sale to yeah before the things got shut down i remember picking up those first three issues those were great is, and I still got to go back on Marvel Unlimited to finish it up. Um, Contagion was another miniseries you did, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. And then you are 
currently writing the Predator series. And also, too, now issue one of the new story arc, Predator The Last Hunt, will be out um, in comic shops on February 21st. That's and correct. A fun, I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Yep. So That's fun, fun question. How many Predator action figures do you have? I only have one. Oh. Uh, I, I do have one that sits, uh, where the hell is it? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's back up here somewhere. But uh, yeah, I just have one. Uh, I usually buy, you know, when I'm writing a new series, if there's a figure based yes. on the series, I'll normally pick up the figure. But I try and limit myself. I try and just stay to one. I don't have I don't have that much space here. So yeah, I I I trust me, I understand because I'm going to show. I I know this is audio, but yep, yeah, I have at least at least couple of the Predator action figures. I think actually that's the same one I have because I think yeah, this is like from the. From, I think this one is from it's the, the Jungle Hunter. Yeah. 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 All right. Now, Ed, is there anything I miss, or is there anything um you want listeners to check out? Yeah, I, I think with Marvel, I think the big things that I've written there would be um, like Old Man Logan. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, and then Dead Man Logan. I did Iron Fist mm-hmm. as well. Um, X-Force. I did some time on X-Men as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, th- those are all like kind of the big ones. I'm going to look at my shelf over here. I was on Ghost Rider for a while. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's, you know. That's it. That's the exciting stuff. I'm sure that there's something else I'll remember afterwards. Mm-hmm. No, but that's fine. No, thank you very much. Um, shout outs again, Ed. I want Ed. I want to thank you very much for giving me an advanced copy of the first issue of the displays. Um, we'll talk more about it in, during the interview. And you know, um, I also want to let listeners know I got some of my information, um, about uh, background about Ed on the Bearded Comic Bros YouTube podcast. It's titled Interview with Ed Brisson. That was dated on January 15th. If you guys get a chance, please check out that that interview. It it was a funny I when I, I watched it, it was a fun interview that you guys did. It was great. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Ed, uh where can listeners follow you on social media? Uh primarily just on uh if you're looking for me on Twitter, I'm just at Ed Brisson. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Instagram, but that's mostly just me posting photos of, uh, my cats and food I cook. But if you're interested in that sort of stuff at, and, um, sorry, Ed underscore Brisson mm-hmm. there, uh, Facebook and stuff. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep everything just to, to Twitter and Instagram. Though. Oh yeah. No. Okay. All right. Now, Ed, I'm just going to, let, let's start talking about the displays. Um, sure. For the audience, I'm, you know, I know what the story is about, but for our listeners, what is your story about? So the sort of inciting incident in the displays is that the one night, this the city of Oshawa, Ontario, which is a real city, is where I'm from. Uh, it vanishes. It, it basically there's a, a sort of giant earthquake like mm-hmm. um, uh, event, and the entire city. Uh, sinks. It just yes. sinks into the sinkhole, uh, and it's just gone. There's no no rescue efforts turn up anything. No one knows what happened. There's 170,000 people missing, and our story primarily follows uh, people who are from Oshawa who mm-hmm. happened to be outside of the city limits when the city went. Uh, the city disappeared. It's like about 2:33 o'clock in the morning. So yes, mm-hmm. most people are at home. So we're following the survivors. Um, as they're trying to get answers, you know, the whole world is trying to get an- answers. This becomes a very like a global mm-hmm. uh, sort of news story that, that this has happened. Everyone across the world is talking about it. Everyone's trying to figure out where everyone is. No one can, you know, we can't mm-hmm. uh, find where, you know, we know that they, the, they've they been swallowed up by the earth. And, uh, but there's just kind of no evidence that, that anyone was ever there. Yes. And uh, the, and this is, this gets kind of into our series a little bit. Uh, but the the primary thing that starts happening is that people start forgetting that Oshawa ex- ever existed in, in a very short matter of time. Mm-hmm. And as a result, start forgetting uh, about the people, even the survivors. So the, we have these survivors yes. that in no, uh, by no verifiable means actually exist anymore. 
-hmm. they're here yes. you know people can see them but people can't retain memories they can't open bank accounts they can't mm -hmm. uh, you know they can't hold jobs they can't survive so it becomes very difficult for them to survive mm -hmm. and so our book follows five uh cast members we've got uh, uh emmett yes who is you know a guy who is out of town drinking with a friend who yeah sort of been dealing with his dad who was in the hospital mm -hmm. uh, for Alzheimer's who'd had some some issues um so he was his dad's primary caregiver his dad's gone after mm -hmm. was gone uh Gabby a mother who um had to run out early in the morning to buy diapers yes. mm -hmm. uh, because uh they ran out of diapers and needed them um there's two teens Tavis and and Haley yep. Uh, sorry, Tavis and Paige. Yes. Uh, who were basically like, we don't kind of know what they were up to, but they were just. Yeah. Yes. Being teenagers just kind of yeah. hanging around outside of city limits, bumming cigarettes off yes. of strangers. And then Harold, who's just sort of a enigmatic older man who probably, who knows we like, yes. we know that he knows something about what's going on. And he yes. was trying to actually warn people uh, about it uh, to, to no effect essentially so this book follows these five as they try and cope with the aftermath of, mm -hmm. of this event happening mm -hmm. as they try and survive and find ways to get by in a world um that uh that doesn't acknowledge them in any way yes um i just want to ask you a couple more questions before i share sure. my thoughts on it but you know um Let me. I think I'll pre let me change this around a little bit. I know I'm going to preface this a little bit was before I ask the question. I, you know, in the bearded comic bro interview, I know you mentioned that um, you described this story as sort of almost like a Twilight Zone episode, like a Twilight Zone story. Um, yes. And also, I'm I'm going to say this too, and and I'm making this clear. It's not a religious thing. There's no religious themes, but. But I was kind of thinking, I'm wondering if it was because of your Catholic background that it's sort of, it's almost a little bit like sort of a rapture story where a city is, you know, people are taken away off the face of the earth, you know, or something. I, I, I just thought of that. It's just some random. Yeah, so it's just a, just random a couple of things there. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm not actually Catholic, but okay. I, I think what you're what you're picking up on is that I probably talked about it in another podcast. I did go to Catholic school growing up. Yes. Um, which is... Um, for people listening, who people who didn't grow up in Ontario are probably not aware of that in Ontario, you have your public school system, which yes. is like your public sort of non-denominational mm -hmm. school. It also includes Catholic schools. Yes. Um, and so your Catholic school is not like uh, like elsewhere, like it might be a private school. It's, uh -huh. not, yeah. it's actually like a public school that you can just go to. Um, and I like my parents were like. Fair weather Catholics, you know, yeah, yeah, Eastern no church, uh, Eastern uh, and Christmas. Um, but I'm, I'm absolutely not myself. But uh, but the rapture question. It's, you know, I, I'm i being hesitant to say what happened. Oh, yeah. But oh, I oh, think yeah. that within the book, definitely people have. Their own theories and the rapture is definitely one sort of theory that's floating around that this is some. Yeah thing where where Oshawa was scooped up because there were you know evil drug users and whatever mm -hmm. living there you know Oshawa in Ontario has a, a fairly bad reputation unfortunately it was a, a blue collar town that mm -hmm. does have issues with drug uh, drug addiction has uh, fairly high crime rates um but yeah i think like i think in the book the fun of it is that we could play around with different theories and why oh, yeah. different people think this happened or or where they think everyone's gone to and yes. uh, so yeah it's it's definitely not um I'm definitely not saying it's one thing or another oh no yeah no but I that, I, that's like, me evading evading an answer no 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 but it's just but yeah. it's just you know just like I said I'm not trying to say there's you know it's this is what it is but it's just kind of little fun little nuggets like oh sure, you yeah know, you know. Um, so I'm sorry. So, so I'm going to go back to my my question was you know, like, how did you come up with this story? Like, were you like in a bar? Because I, I, if I remember correctly, I think you were working on this story for 15 years. Like, were you yeah. in a bar one day or at a coffee shop? Like, hmm, I'm wondering what if this happened in you know. 
No, it came from uh, my, like, you know, I left Oshawa when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my mom moved us to the other side of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so Oshawa, Ontario to Kelowna, uh, British Columbia, which are about 5,000 kilometers apart. So I, I know 3,000 miles, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I like I used to go back to um, Oshawa once every couple of years, like we'd go to Ontario to visit my dad and I would go down to Oshawa or else when I got older, you know, I do road trips and, and I'd stop in Oshawa. And part of the, the thing with the story was like um, my own relationship with the city. Like every time I go back, it's like mm-hmm. I would recognize it less and less. There's stuff that's still like very much the same. There's a lot of businesses that were there yeah. when I was a mm-hmm. teenager that are still there. But there was just that that feeling of disconnection um when i would go back there like i it, it felt like you know i just didn't see people i knew anymore yes and, mm-hmm. and so it felt like i was kind of disconnected and almost forgotten if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah and so part of it just came from that it was just that sort of feeling and that idea and i was just kind of playing around with it and um sort of just led me mm-hmm. to to the idea that eventually became you know the book that's coming out now i have to say that's pretty cool that that's 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 a that that is really nice that's yeah um i know we already talked a little bit about your characters like you know um emmett yeah emmett is you know um let me start talking a little bit about um what i read was um I I really love these five characters. Well, except for the two teenagers, because can you know I really don't. But I kind of start feeling for them. I, I you know I I I love this first issue because I care for these characters, especially for Emmett and Gabby, because Emmett, um, and I and and I want to also say this too, um, the dialogue feels natural, because you know. When we meet Emmett, it's him and his friend. I think Zach are in a bar, yep. and it's just it's just regular small, well not small, but it's just regular talk. It's like because they're they're trying to figure out like what's that guy's name? I didn't we go use high school with him? And they'd be like, um, Hoover, no, um, um, you know, they're they're just trying to figure out his name, and it's just great because we, there's no sense of um. What's going to happen to them? You know, it, it's right. just a great moment. We know we start. And then just in those first and correct me, maybe two or three pages, I we learn about Emmett. You know, he's just a guy. He's just a regular guy. He he you know, he's got here. He we know he still works. Like you said, he takes care of his dad. He gets a phone call. He's like, oh, God, don't tell me, you know, he groped a, you know, a nurse. And now they're calling to let me know or complain or something. You know, and then he gets, the, you know, and he gets uh, the breaking news from the nursing home. And I, I don't want to go into it, but but you can tell that he loves his dad, even though there is kind of a little bit of a something between him and his dad. But he loves his dad. Right. You know, and I also love Gabby, too, because Gabby, you know, um, it seems like she's the one that's taking care of the household, you know, and she goes out. She goes, no, no, no. Let me go out. Let me go. It's it's hilarious. She goes, let no, no. I, even though it's two in the morning, let me go out. Let me go grab the diapers, and then we find out she's trying to like, she sneaks out to get cigarettes too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I, you know Gabby was a lot of fun. You know, she they're both fun, but Gabby is like the closest to what I really am like. I think as mm-hmm. a person, I don't smoke, but like <laughs> um, that whole idea that she's woken up at two thirty in the morning because you know their, their baby needs diapers. And she goes out because uh, I'm the same. If someone wakes me up at two thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. I'm not falling back asleep. I'm done for the night. I'm I'm awake until yeah. I pass okay. out from exhaustion the mm-hmm. next day. Um. So yeah, I think they were. Though you know, Emmett's really fun. You know, they're not really based on people I know, other than Gabby okay. has some of my traits, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, like Emmett and Zach are like kind of loosely. Not based on anyone in particular, but the idea of people I went to school with. Yeah. No, that yeah. whole exchange they're having yes. at the beginning is actually largely based around a rumor from when I went to school that that okay, had no, been yeah. floating around. So this is, this, you know, I pulled some stuff from my from my own life uh, to put in there. 
But, uh, you know, I think with Gabby, I think, um, I, you know, I, I like the idea that we don't always show parents at the beginning who, like, are just, you know, like, I don't, I didn't want her to be, like, this mother who whose whole personality is being a mother, you know what yes. I mean? So she has this, we know that there's this other stuff that's going on with her. And so this idea of her sneaking off to to get a couple of cigarettes because she can't really smoke, uh, obviously, um, in the house. So, you know, she has some sort of not like giant secrets, but little, you know, yeah, little bits just, of herself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know. She's a lot of fun. Emmett, uh, I think Emmett has got a bit of my my sort of sometimes dourness, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in, in, into his character. But uh no, they're great. And then, you know, Tavis, one of the teenagers, he's just kind of a dick. You know, he's got he's got other stuff going on. And then Paige, uh, she's, just, she's just very quiet and sort of in the background, yes. uh, which changes, obviously, as the series goes on. But, you know, they're uh, yeah, they're, it's a, a lot of fun to come up with those characters and really kind of like spend some time with Luca and, and hone in on those designs and and. Uh, mm-hmm and make the you know make the design and the character like really really fit and really mesh together um one of the things i really love about their your characters is that they're relatable they're very down to earth like again it goes back let's go i'm sorry i don't mean to keep picking at the bar or let's let's i'm gonna say let's 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 talk about a little bit about gabby is that they're very relatable you know, like you, you know, like Gabby is a, you know, Gabby is a mother, but yes, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. You forgot to buy the diapers again. Oh, great. No, let me go out. Okay, but then it's kind of it gives her, but it's like with most, with pretty much, I, I'm not a parent, but, or it's like with most people, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna use this excuse. I, it's a, it's a real thing I need to do. It's a, it's a task I need to do. But it's a little bit of a break to get away from things for a little bit too. And it's like sure. yeah, to show, yeah, and it's just great, you know. It it's a normal feeling. That's the thing I love about Gabby and Emmett. You know, they're relatable. They're very relatable, you know. Great. Well, um, yeah, I'm glad you think that because that was like definitely something we we're going for. I like wanted to make these people who seem, you know, because what we want to do is obviously thrust these like what seem like ordinary people yes into this very extraordinary situation and yes. see how they react and see at what where at what points they break and, and, and what their you know uh what their thresholds are uh, yes. for for the mm-hmm. stress we're about to heap upon them and i know you saw my notes but because this is sort of like the premise of most of the twilight zone movies Whenever we see the sto- some of the, the some of the best Twilight Zone movie uh, stories, it's always ordinary people, and something extraordinary happens to them. You mm-hmm. know, and it's how do they react to it? You know, um, yeah, and like, and I, I you know, uh, before we went on air, we talked about it a bit, but I'm a, I'm a giant Twilight Zone fan. I, I grew up yes. watching Twilight Zone, both the the '60s and the i think underappreciated 80s series yes and uh <clears throat> so i think you know like having watched that stuff at such a young age mm-hmm. i think it sort of just informs my own sort of storytelling mm-hmm. sensibilities and, mm-hmm. and the kind of stuff that gets me excited uh, and definitely so that's why when i started developing it felt very much like yes this sort of twilight zone concept mm-hmm. sort of blown up uh to a much mm-hmm. larger story but um and I'm going to say, you don't have to comment on this, but actually, let me also mention this too, but, um, and also I'll tie it in a little bit more about what, what also the Twilight Zone, some of the best Twilight Zone stories are, is that the other thing I also love is that I love how you have, there's, you know, like you said, it's a huge worldwide event where it's worldwide coverage. You see news reporters out there. Um, when Emmett and Zach are back at that bar that's outside of, um, um, Oshawa, you know, you see the the big screen TV behind them, and it's like, you know, you see, you know, you know, city disappears and stuff. And also, too, um, when Paige shows, I think, is it Tr- Travis, her boyfriend? I, I, Travis. Okay. No R. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, you know, oh look, social, you know, the social media coverage. Look what they're doing. You know, 
I love how you incorporate that into there, you know, the, all this coverage too, you know. Um, and then, and also too, um, like you, you know, um, it's already in the first issue, but already people starting to, some of the people are starting to forget, you know, who, you know, yes. you know, like completely, you know, who is, you know, who is, you know, like they completely start to forget about when they talk. I think when Gabby was talking to her husband's in-laws, she's talking to her in-law, her own. Yeah. Her husband's parents and having a lot of like issues around that. And that's because it's starting. Um, and this is like, I don't know, like, I don't want to give away too much. Yeah. About oh, the book, I'm sorry. Yeah. Something that if, uh, if readers start paying attention to like, uh, where the news reports are coming from as yeah. as is going on, I think there's something that 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 they'll they'll start to notice about what is sort of happening in the world around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I'm not gonna I well, don't no, want to no, dive no. too deep into it because I don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to give sorry, away the whole yeah, story. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 not at all. But no, but I just but the other thing I also love about too is that, um, um, but it, it's just great because there's a little bit. And to me, it started. Um, there's a little bit about. Um, to me, I just thought it was a little bit of nice of a commentary of what's going on in the world today. You know, that's the other thing. Like we talk about Twilight Zone episodes, ordinary people, extra extraordinary things. But also too, there's a little bit of a message. Well, not I, it's not intentional. You know, because anyone could read it any way. But I just, but mm. I thought I loved it. You know. Uh, sorry, I can't. I know we can't talk too much about it, but yeah. Um, on that, you know, I'm just going to continue on. Um, your artist Luca Casalang Casalang Guida. How did you guys team up? Uh, he had done work years ago on. I think the book was called Lost Soldiers. Um, that I really, I you know, a, a couple of years ago that it came out now. And I had really liked his work. I think I'd seen his work in, on some James Bond stuff as well. Oh, okay. And so he was just, he was a guy who I had just sort of like, mm-hmm. I, I I tend to keep like a, um, a uh, post-it note of like artists that yes. I want to work with, that whose work I enjoy. And um, so when I, I had come up with this, you know, I'd been working on this concept for forever. I had pitched years ago with the different artists that was, you know, uh, over 10 years ago now. And it was almost mm-hmm. my first book, yes. but then the publisher wanted changes I didn't want to do, so we we didn't do it. Um, so this time around, when I, like, I, I'd been sort of going back and forth with this project, trying to figure it out, and when all the pieces kind of came into place and I needed an artist, he was actually the first one I approached. I, I mm-hmm. just really loved his style. Mm-hmm. I yes. thought it would be a great compliment. He does, mm-hmm. like, really... Um, he does like ground and stuff really well, but can really explode for the fantastical elements that we needed. Yes. Um, and that was important for the story. So, you know, it was as simple as me um, reaching. I think I sent him a direct message on Twitter. Okay. Just yeah. to ask if he wanted to work together. And then we, we exchanged emails and corresponded through email. And yeah, it was, you know, I sent him the concept. He was into it. And it was as simple as that, really. We put together a pitch package and then kind of started showing it around and boom was interested and uh and that's how we got here oh that's nice um did you have to like um I, i'm just it's just a process question did, did you know did you have to send them like photo references of parts of um ashwa or anything yeah i tend to include a lot of photo references um or uh, just i tend to include reference material a lot in my scripts Okay. Uh, specific, like especially photos, uh, and Oshawa was important because there was very specific locations. Like yes. mm-hmm. the thing I want with this book is if somebody goes to Oshawa, they could, or or in surrounding yes. area, they mm-hmm. could conceivably find the locations where everything is mm-hmm. uh, has been set. You know, for copyright reasons, we've changed the names of diners oh, yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that because yeah. uh, you know we no one wants to get sued. But um, but yeah, I, I've sent them. Um, I think the first script, uh, like the page count on the first issue is thirty pages. Mm-hmm. And if let's just actually, 
while we're talking, I'll open up uh, the script and I can tell you exactly how long the script was because of how much reference material I put in there. Let's go to number one. And so the script I sent him was, one moment here. Yeah, so 30 pages, oh, I didn't put nearly as, I, there's a ton of reference, but yeah. yeah, so it came to 66 pages, mm -hmm. uh, the actual script. So that, and that's because I have plugged in 30 pages, yes. 36 pages worth of reference material, give or take. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's like, you know, everything from like the photos of the park that, mm -hmm. you know, Tavis and, and, and Paige are oh, hanging yeah. out in. Yes. The photos of all the kind of memes we wanted to have in that yes. one Twitter. Yes. Uh, which the, the funny thing about that is, um, when I was talking to my editor and when I was talking to Luca when I was writing it, uh, I, I had explained that if Oshawa actually disappeared, the rest of Ontario would post probably really shitty memes about it, about how happy they were it was gone. Uh, and that's why we put that in there. And then when we announced the book and that the book you know, was set in Oshawa and Oshawa disappeared, a bunch of people from Ontario uh -huh. essentially did exactly as predicted. Uh, <laughs> Posting a bunch of things about how you know nobody would really care if Oshawa went, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> uh, which is not how I feel about you know I I no, love no, Oshawa, but it's just but uh, it it was really funny to see it actually yes happen you know um, so yes a, a, everything in every location in there is is basically a real life location even if we change names and in some instances I think I you know might have slightly fudged. Uh, where they're located not yeah. really but sort of mm -hmm. uh, and actually like even uh gabby's house that we just see briefly in the yes. in the first issue is the house i grew up in so we use that for as photo reference mm -hmm. but even the bus yard at the beginning is the actual yes. bus yard in oshawa okay okay so like you said you had to change certain names of uh, if there was a certain location with a company you had to change certain names so fun question i take it we're not going to see a tim horton's coffee shop in the near future in there huh <laughs> in, no no tim hortons um no i i've uh in the past i have like put in into other books tim horton's sort of proxy um mm -hmm. companies i think in one we jokingly called it tom morton's <laughs> uh but uh yeah not no no tim hortons uh no Tim Hortons in this one. So for listeners um, that may not know what Tim Hortons is, it's like basically it's like, and, and I've heard of, and you and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Ed, but I've heard it's almost like a Starbucks in Canada. It's like a coffee shop. So yes, no, it, yes and no. Okay, I would say it runs closer to Dunkin'. Okay, Donuts. Oh, that's right. Okay, uh, in, in terms of, and I and I'm uh, imagining you probably have this the same sort of divide in the in the the states whereas in canada there is like a, a kind of a class divide too between tim hortons and starbucks so starbucks tends to be like a more like it's not like fancy we're not saying it's fancy no, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. a, it's a chain it's about as fancy as olive garden right mm -hmm. but like it's it's more like a a where the yuppie yes where, where like the people who go to tim hortons would say that that's where all the yuppies go Tim Hortons is more like a working, like where okay, it's like working class kind of yes. like thing, um, and but it also depends where you live. So like I lived in in I grew up in Ontario, so I grew up at like a Tim Hortons kid. Uh -huh. But then I lived in Vancouver for twenty years, and, and I would go to Starbucks over Tim Hortons. It was a little bit more expensive, but I always yeah just like the coffee that much more. Uh, and now that I'm back on the East Coast, I well, I have like a Tim Hortons, like a six minute walk from my house. So uh, I go there far more than. Yeah. Oh, my God. Far more than the other. Oh, my God. You must be hitting up on. I'm joking on this part. You must go down there and just go get the Timbits, huh? The like the donut for us it's <laughs> called donut holes. But <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Timbits. Yeah, no, we I. You know what I so for a while we used to do this thing during the pandemic where my my wife kid and I would go out for donuts every Saturday because yeah. restaurants lunch are closed and we get donuts every Saturday. I can't eat donuts now. We did that for six months, oh, wow. and yes. 
and I just can't have don't like I, I in the course of six months, I think I had enough donuts for a lifetime. Yeah. Yes. And so <laughs> I, I, I don't even like Tim Hortons. They brought back these classic donuts that Canadians over a certain age would remember that I remember growing up with. And I got one of those, but beyond that, mm-hmm. yeah, I do go down there for coffee though. It's cause it's like I said, it's a nice walk from my house gets me out of the, gets yeah. out of the house. All right. Um, all right. So, um, do you want to give um, shout outs to the rest of your creative team? Yeah. So we've got, you know, um, <clears throat> pardon me here. We've got D Kniff on uh, colors. Uh, he's someone I have not worked with before, but he and I had been talking about working together for a long time. So mm-hmm. actually when we started putting this creative team together, uh, he was my first stop to see if he wanted to do uh colors and mm-hmm. thankfully he was in his i think his colors complement luca's work really well yes mm-hmm. uh they i i i had a feeling they would work together well but okay. i feel like they've exceeded my expectations it's just mm-hmm. looks so much good it, like those those two were born to work together mm-hmm. um you know uh hassan osman aliou um uh, is on lettering, mm-hmm, uh, yes. and I apologize if I butchered his last name. Um, he, I used to letter for a uh, decade plus. That's you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was hard for me to give up lettering, especially on my creator-owned books. I like kind of having that c- control. Mm-hmm. But I love Hassan's work. I think he's a really smart ed- uh, letterer. He makes a lot of really cool choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does a lot of really interesting things, and so. Uh, as long as he'll stick around, I always try him, bring him on any creator-owned project oh, okay. I work on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elizabeth Bree is our editor who is, uh, this is my first time working with her, but she's been mm-hmm. great. She's uh, an incredibly thoughtful mm-hmm. uh, editor who's very good at like um, sort of poking mm-hmm. yes. at what might be the weak weak points in, yes. in the thing. And, you know, I think the scripts are stronger uh Mm-hmm. for her input so she's been really great all along the way and uh yeah i think uh i think that's it for a creative team we know eric harburn has been there mm-hmm. um but more like he he was an editor but more sort of in uh <clears throat> you know a second secondary you know like elizabeth's taking point on it he was mm-hmm. there as well and he's always great to work with uh, he and i have worked together a bunch in the past oh, that's and i uh, always love working with them thank you um I'm slowly wrapping things up. What was one or the main things that you love working on the displays on this series? For me, I just love finally getting to do this project. Like I, you know, we hinted at before is I've been working on this concept since 2008. Mm -hmm. And so finally sitting down, finally getting to do it um, has been just a thrill. Like it's, you know, it's just this thing where I've needed to just exercise the story and just get it mm-hmm. out there. Yes. Um, for me, just seeing like being able to like revisit Oshawa and 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 use very like specific locations. You know, for me as a kid growing up reading comic books, everything was set in New York uh, or yes. everything mm-hmm. was set in in some fictional city if it was yeah. a DC book. And so I never, you know, you never got to see the place you live. Mm-hmm in in comics uh the closest i think you know oshawa is about an hour outside of toronto occasionally we'd see toronto and things but uh so i like the idea that you know hopefully there's some kid in oshawa who reads comics who's just going to be excited to yes. see you know his or her uh own city in in a book um one of the things i'm really looking forward to as well is i'm doing a a, a signing tour yes. and i'm actually we're our launch party's in Oshawa. Yes. So we're launching it at Worlds Collide Comics on yes. February 17th. 17th, yes. From mm-hmm. noon to four. And um, that uh, Worlds Collide uh, in a previous life had been Unicorn Comics. And oh. Unicorn Comics is the shop I used to go to when I was a kid. Oh, oh so God. this is like, this is this nice, like, kind of like, Yes. You know, full circle thing. I've signed at Worlds Collide uh, in the past. You know, they're great, the, the folks there. Uh, but, yeah, we've been putting a lot of effort into, like, kind of building this signing, hopefully, into something very special, a lot of, like, uh, uh, news coverage and that. Uh, you know, Oshawa is, like, uh, a lot of Oshawa press outlets have been pretty excited about it. Yes. Pretty good about 
uh, bolstering it. So uh, that's what that's the one thing right now that I'm like super excited uh, to, to go out and do. That is, I'm I'm just gonna sorry I'm just gonna ask one process question about that. Like, you know, was this your idea to do the book signing um, at World Clyde Comics, or was it you know like who came up with, like who who came up uh, with that idea I, to start to kick it off? You know, the tour. So I've been in touch with them a little bit over the years. You know, we talk back and forth periodically. Cause they um, uh, had a um, I did a book years ago, just to quickly rewind. I did a book at Boom years ago mm-hmm. called uh, The Last Contract. And I set chunks of The Last Contract in Oshawa as well. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> not the entire story, but it, he he leaves from BC, this hitman and drives cross country uh, with a dead body in the trunk of his car because he's mm-hmm. trying to you know find someone. And so parts of it were set in Oshawa. And when that came out, I think someone from the store reached out to me to ask me why I'd said it in Oshawa and they didn't know, you know, mm, that yeah. I was from Oshawa at the time. So yeah. I mentioned the why of it. And then, so we, you know, had kind of kept in touch and I did a signing there in 2022. So about a year and a half ago during the summer, during a big road trip, I did. <clears throat> and I told them then about the pitch that, you know, it was going out and there was some interest. And then when it got picked up by boom, I mentioned it to them and I said, Hey, when this comes out, let's mm-hmm. do because it's all about Oshawa, yeah. let's do something up. And so yeah. they were excited about it. Uh, they are doing their own store exclusive cover. Uh, they have Richard Pace, who will also be at the signing. Yes. Uh, he's done a, a, an incredible cover. It's pretty gruesome, but it, it's great. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. so he and I will be there. So they're doing their own cover to help promote it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to have my own cover on the tour as well that I'll be uh, that will be available at stores. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was just us talking back and forth and setting it up. Oh, that's so cool! Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, for more tour information about your um, the displaced release tour, they can find it on your on your Twitter feed and yeah, if you just go to my Twitter feed, it's yeah. there. Uh, I've got all the dates listed. I think I'm hitting nine stores over the course of twelve days. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I haven't, so I, I'm going to have uh, my own. Uh, tour exclusive cover so there's a cover that you'll only be able to get from me while i'm on tour uh mm-hmm. and the covers by chip zarsky um and we haven't revealed what the cover looks like oh, yeah. i can tell you it's great because i obviously i've seen it uh, it's back from the printer already mm-hmm. but uh so we'll be revealing that on the 12th just before uh the launch of the tour but if you want tour dates and stuff like that just go to um uh my uh, Twitter, or I guess the thing I should have mentioned earlier is you can just go to edbrisson.com mm-hmm. and that will have sort of mm-hmm. all my information and stuff there. All right, Ed, two more questions. I'm going to wrap this up. Let's do it. Fun question. And I've been waiting and we talked about this a little bit. Have you and your family been to Hawaii? Never. But yes, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's a huge point of contention between my father and I, because when I was 16, uh, my dad was going to bring my was going to bring me, my brother and sister and I to Disney World. Mm-hmm. And something happened. I can't remember. The cost went up and he was like, wasn't sure if he was going to be able to afford it. So I bailed on the trip so that he could bring my brother and sister. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was 16. I was like, yeah. I don't, you know, yeah. I wasn't sure. I think I had like a pretty steady girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. too. So I was like, I'll just stay back in Kelowna. Uh, but when I bailed, he was like, okay. To make it up to you, uh, next year, you and I are going to go to Hawaii. I was like, well, mm-hmm. shit, yeah, I want to go to Hawaii. I'll do yeah. that. I'd much rather do that. Or, yeah. And it might even been like he bartered, like I could go to Hawaii uh, instead. And um, to this day, <laughs> I've not been to Hawaii. And every, at least once a year, I bring it up to my father. It's been... God, I don't know, about 30 years now. Oh uh, and I, I still... Uh, and trying to get him to make good on his promise. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen in in my lifetime, but mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Right. But uh, that's my whole thing. I, I've I've never been, but I've been promised. Okay. <laughs> Last question. Um, any closing words to our listeners? 
Uh, no, just check out, uh, you know, the displays when it comes out on December, uh, or December, just on February 14th on Valentine's Day, you know, uh, ditch your sweetie for the afternoon and go pick it up and yes. then, you know, uh, make it up to him or her later on that uh, evening. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's about it. Then the week after, you know, it's the new predator. So, mm-hmm. you know, back to back. Uh, Brisson, if you're looking for it, so February 21st. And if you haven't uh, read it already, please do go check out uh, Sins of the Salt and Sea, which, like we mentioned, trade paperback came out yes. just a few days ago. Mm-hmm. It's a very fun crime supernatural book that uh, I'm quite proud of. And I want to say, you know, mahalo. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to interview you. Um, I wish you, I I wish you the Six, all the success with the displace. I I really hope it's a big you know it's going to be a big seller. I, I really hope you know, you know. Fingers crossed. A, fingers crossed. Yes, you know. Um, readers, if you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic book reader and you love science fiction stories or Twilight Zone stories, please check out this the displace from Boom Studios. The first issue comes out on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, and the second issue comes out on March. 20th i love this first issue in the first few pages i got to know who Emmett is and gabby and you know the, um the rem- and the rest of the gang that's you know that was affected by this um huge event um i love these characters because you know it, they feel like these are people that i know and i i didn't get a chance to tell you this but i love you know, I love the dialogue. It flows very naturally. It's very real. That's the thing I love about it. And I love the pace of the story. It was perfect. You know, it's in this first issue, it just, you know, we get to know who, you know, these characters are. And, you know, just in a couple of pages, in the first few pages, the event happens. They show what's slowly what's happening afterwards. And then it, it, I just love the pacing of it. It's great. It, you know, it's very good. Um, oh, and I'm, I'm being serious, you know, for listeners, you know, if you love these types of stories and if you have a friend who loves, you know, comics and these types of um, science fiction stories, please pick up an extra copy and, and give it to them. It's kind of like, you know, when we're kids, we like to share comics when we were kids, you know, um, I want to thank Drew, the co-host of Comics for Fun and Profit, for putting this episode together. Drew, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes. And if you are a new listener, please check out um, new episodes of Comics for Fun and Profit that comes out every Saturday. And I want to thank you, the listener. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Until next time, guys. Aloha. RLCS is Cowabunga Comics, Lake Country's Wisconsin's best pop culture destination, for new comics, back issues, gaming, retro video games, vinyl, and figures. Give them a call, 262-569-9999. Check them out online at cowabungacomics.com. Or follow them on Twitter, at Incredicow. Uh, they are our LCS, and we utilize their deep discount mail order service to bring Walk, Wisconsin, closer to us they'll take care of you tell them drew and kyle sent you say hi to eric and james from us if you need an lcs you can't go wrong with cowabunga comics